TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. All righty, all righty, all righty. So I was uh, riding uh, back uh, from dropping you off yesterday. Yep. Listening to Outlaw Country, of course. Oh, man. And Todd Snyder came on at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. and sang his song, America's Favorite Pastime. Have you heard it? No. It's about Doc Ellis pitching a no-hitter on High LSD. On LSD. <laughs> and it's, you know, he took Doc's greatest exaggerations and as face value and, and uh, turned it into a, uh, you know, a great little ditty that he does. He's a great songwriter. And uh, I, was, I thought he was talking directly to me. <laughs> I thought he was saying, this is, this is America. This is baseball in America right now. You got your Doc. You got Doc, who's a beauty. But Doc was in on the nastiest part ever, you know, kickoff of uh, of uh, the labor relations problems. Yep. And Doc was, uh, you know, outspoken about the racism in baseball in the 70s. He kept saying stuff that drove him crazy. And Doc, of course, you know, he was in on a little bit, you know, he was in on the drugs, too, the, the, the drug part of it. <laughs> And I'm saying this is and and the whole racial unrest and and how stupid baseball looks right now. Oh, I mean we have national protests. Uh, we just were watching Atlanta, very upset about Richard Brooks, and you told me Portland were mad about automobiles. Yeah, we're mad at cars in Portland. And, uh, I mean the country is in complete turmoil. The ones who aren't still hiding because of the pandemic. And here's these people that could have been playing regular season games yep. by now. Yep. They could have beaten everybody. They could have started in late May in Florida or Arizona, done two weeks of spring training. They could be playing now. And they're still sending out these nasty missives to one another. Uh, the, the, owner, the owners have some guy named Hamill now who's being the front man for Manfred. I think it's Hamill or okay. something like He's their chief negotiator who is sending out these nasty missives at the players. And Tony Clark's got a guy named Meyer who's their chief negotiator. And they're, you know, basically they're just throwing – hand grenades at each other mm-hmm. in the uh, in the middle of this whole mess. It's just unbelievable. Did you s- when they made the initial deal and say, we're going to give you 1.7, whatever, what, however many, what what was the bottom money they were going to give them? That $117 million or something. I can't remember the exact to, figure. Uh, of, salary or, of salaries or 11.7 or something. Well, and- I don't know what it was, but why didn't we just... You know, they thought they'd have fans back. Well, based on what? Why, how could you make any of those assumptions right. in the middle of you March? You had to operate under the assumption yeah, that you were not yeah, going to have no fans. Yeah, we had no idea where we were going. 
We had no idea where we were going. And that's the time that they should have cut a deal and said, boy, we'll get back and we'll have spring training. And if we have to play in empty stadiums, our, uh, you know, if SF, FSN had games on in the, starting in the middle of June right now, they'd be getting an 18 share. Easily. They're going to come yep. back. If they ever come back, I guess they'll come back for a 50-game season or something. They'll be going against the NFL. They'll be going against the NHL. They'll be going against the NBA. They'll be going against the MLS. They would have been the only show in yeah, town. It's and it's just, but the uh, the look of it is just horrendous. Well, I mean, in fact, Pat, how about too the part where I forget who tweeted it out, but they broke the news that MLB had agreed to a billion dollar TV deal with Turner Sports. Oh, more than that. Uh, well, just for that. the postseason. Oh, okay. Just yeah, for the postseason. Yeah. And I'm thinking, do you, do you realize how bad this makes all of you look? <laughs> yes. I would think I wouldn't be, uh, I would swear everybody, I'd say, ah, let's do this again in six months. Although maybe they thought we better sign the deal when we can, because who knows what baseball is going to look like next year. But you nailed it uh, when you tweeted out, this is worse than the 94 strike. Oh, it, yeah, it, it is. absolutely it is. is. It looks worse yep. than that. Now, I, I wrote, I actually wrote a piece off the Todd Snyder thing this morning. I wrote a blog on the on the, how I was inspired. He was talking directly to me. But uh, somebody points out, well, baseball has looked worse uh, when, you know, the, they didn't have black players and stuff. Well, I'm obviously talking about modern times or the expansion era or something like that. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't alive, uh, you know. In, when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, I was uh, one and a half, so uh, I, I missed that part. Right, uh, that part of baseball, I missed that. So anyway, uh, but man, it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable what they're doing to the game. This five round draft, what a fiasco! Well, Pat, has anybody signed anybody yet? Uh, I think a couple. Well, didn't Meyer had a deal in place? No, no, I'm not talking oh, about you the guys free drafted. Agents. Oh, I'm sorry, free agents who were coming out there. 20, how in the God's name could they say 20,000? Oh, I know. Who's going to sign for 20,000? Well, if I'm going to Worthington Junior College, I'm not going to sign for 20,000. Do you then sign it thinking that it will eventually pay off? If, if, if baseball's no, your only me, sport. But they don't pay anything in the minors. That's true. You yeah. know, you're starving to death in the minors. You're an 18 year old kid, and you got your choice. Between playing baseball or driving truck, what are you going to do? You're going to make a hell of a lot more driving a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty thousand plus nothing. Well, and then for and if you make it to the big leagues in five years, you might make some money. But you don't, you know, a ballers make what eight thousand a year <laughs> something or something. Like I mean, it's, it's somebody. I forget who it was on Twitter. I think I told this to you yesterday. Just said, guess what, idiots. Kyler Murray was right. Oh hell yeah! Kyler he Murray was. made the right yes, decision to go There's to the no NFL. Doubt about it. Uh, I also looked this up in 1981. Uh, I think uh, uh, African Americans. We're not talking about black players. African American players made up 18.7 percent of the. Uh, um, active rosters? Active rosters, yeah. You said 81? 81. Okay. And also they made up uh, all-star rosters about 25%, 26%, something like that. And even when Doc Ellis started in 71, he and Vita 
were the start, first time two black guys. The American League, of course, only had five black guys in the whole roster. Mm-hmm. The National League was always way ahead of them because of Jackie Robinson. They had 11 or 12, something like that. Depends upon what you do with Fergie Jenkins. He was a Canadian. His mom was uh, his mom was from the United, a black woman from the United States, but uh, he ended up growing up in Canada. So okay. we got to we got to decide whether Fergie's a, whether he counts or not. Counts or not. But anyway, 11 North American black, 12 black North American black guys. And last year, I believe it was four out of 61. Wow! In the All Star game, and here's a. Here's the most alarming thing I saw. I guess I was aware of it. I never paid any attention, but I saw a long Los Angeles Times piece. The Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers 2019 did not have an African-American on their roster and did not have an African-American play in a game. You're kidding me. Did not have... They only had a, obviously a lot of Latin players, but uh, wow. did not have a— The Dodgers. The Dodgers did not have an African-American player playing a game last year. And I think they wow. said 11—Dodgers might have been the only team with none, uh, no, no African-Americans, but there were 11 teams that only had one African-American. Wow. And you think about—well, as you said, they're the team that— Brought Jackie yes, Robinson yes, to yes, baseball. They, uh, they how did it go into tricky? Did, did it go into detail how far down you had to go no, to their I minor leagues? I at did all? not look to see if okay. they had AAA. They were. I saw some of their justification was they well they black they they had drafted a African American. Well, they did high. trade for Mookie. I guess their one guy Tolls. They had a black guy, an outfielder named Tolls, yep. Tom Tolls. Yeah, but he. He didn't play last year because of health reasons or something. Okay. Maybe it was family health reasons. I can't remember what it was, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't on the roster last well, year. He they, was on some kind of a li- restricted list. They did something. trade for Mookie and David Price. Yes. Now they've done. Yeah. Well, that might be a reaction. Yeah. You think but so? For 2020. Well, no. If you can get Mookie, you get Mookie, right? Well, think <laughs> about think about what what baseball is doing now. So the Dodgers and trade for give Mookie, you Mookie, and they're not. No, they're not going to use him. Well, no, he'll never. He'll be a free agent, won't he'll he? He'll be a free agent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's a free agent because they gave them part of the deal was. I guess the Dodgers were screaming when they said that uh, this counts as a year of service time, no matter what happens. But that's, I just that's laid out. But do do the owners collectively not realize the damage that they're doing by by having this uh, you know what contest with with the, the union? They're because just, they're ruining, they're ruining the game, Pat. They are, uh, they are standing down. I'm, I would imagine they're making some phone calls, and but there's nobody, there's nobody like uh, an O'Malley or somebody back in the day who would stand up and say, "Okay, this is enough. Let's uh, let's figure something out." Who is you know? We know of what. Eight or ten NFL owners who are hellraisers and mm-hmm. you know bad guys that they are, but uh, Kraft and Jones and all these guys. Who's who's our lead baseball owner? I mean, who would be the guy to lead the ownership group? I don't even know who it was. The guy yeah, they were listening to, to until he turned out to be a cheat was Crane. You yeah, know? good point. Yeah, I don't know who's like who's. Who could they're, be that? They're a pretty anonymous group, right? And you would think, you know, if it was still in, in, in the in the Steinbrenner, he, he would be. Yeah, well, George Steinbrenner would be the would guy. Be, yeah, he'd be making noise. Yeah, we 
crazy as he was, we missed George. Because oh. George would be saying, because the, the Post and the Daily News would be talking to him daily, and he'd be saying, speaking Manfred's got to get this fixed, or I'm going to have him fired. So you know? speaking of that, because the kid just died. Uh, Hal, didn't he? Didn't he just pass away? Oh, I missed that. Did yeah, he? I think really? he did. He was wow. 70. What was he? 75. I'll look it up. But really? So, so I don't Hank's even know who's the running. only one left. Yeah, I don't even Hank, Hank is uh, okay, the, he has other the controlling son. interest. Okay. The other son. Hank and Hal were the son. So. Let me see if I can find that when that happened. I thought I saw that. Really? Well, I don't know. Uh, but the, that they're probably putting them. They won't put them on sale right now, though, because they're worth a lot less. Yeah, than, Hank died April 14th of 2020. Really? He was 63 years wow, old. Wow, what 60, was it? What, uh, uh, Hal, Hal is still alive. Sorry, yeah, Hal is still alive. They, Hank died. Hank died. Do they tell us why? Uh, long-standing health issues. Uh, that's all it says on, okay. his, uh, on the New York Post piece that was done about him. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, but Hal, well, Hal is still Actually, with us. I think Hank was the uh, power early, and then Hal took over a couple of years ago. That must have been the reason why. Okay, because wow. Hal's 50. Hal's 50 years old. So, I don't know. I would think uh, I give Tony Clark and his uh, fellas credit, though, for just uh, if, if, if indeed they weren't going to compromise here because of the uh, total uh, dis, you know, distrust of the way the owners were manipulating the percentages and stuff like that uh, and, and wanting to put, you know, what the owners wanted to do is pl- pl- play them for a limited number of games and then pay him a very limited amount of money from the playoffs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were going to, and the, as you say, the pot is for the playoffs, the pot of money. Uh, so the, the players weren't going to let the owners make all the money on the playoffs and not give the players any. Do so. you think part of this and what's going on is that, that there are certain owners that want to be able to institute a salary cap? Do you think that this is part nah, of it? I think that there's going to, well, yeah, that's going to come up, but I, I think there's, I think there's, you know, Manford is a, is good Al. He's all about money and he's trying to figure out a way to, for these guys to break even. And they're not, you know, by getting all this playoff money, what they wanted to do was, you know, shorten the season and play 14 games in the, I mean, put 14 teams in the postseason where the players play for a set fee of prize money, mm-hmm. not for their salaries, you right, know. Right, Plus the other thing is how many, if they do start playing and it's a 50-game season or 52-game season or whatever, how many players are going to just come up with some phony injury? Oh, yeah. And, oh, know, my uh, hamstring. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – I mean, it's, you know, they have created a situation where everybody is angry with everybody. You know who would be a joy to watch in a 50-game season on the injury note? Our guy, Gogo. Go Carlos, yes. he would find a way. I, if Gogo, I don't think Gogo's no, got he, a job. I, I think he retired. I think he re- Really? I think so. Because his last year, he was, wasn't he with Tampa? And yeah, I don't think he made it through the year. No, I think he I, didn't, but I doubt if he retired. He probably okay. is trying to find someplace. But I didn't see him in any spring training this year. But I don't want you to break any more former twin outfielder uh, retired news because the <laughs> with Denard, the piece yes. he did on Denard. Yes, yes, yes. Denard <laughs> is uh, Denard is is retired, but uh, he's retired because of the system, he said. So, mm-hmm. And he told me that. I just didn't write that part of it because I was writing a nice little family story. Yes. But anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's here or there. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. Meanwhile, I uh, sheltered in place by going to four uh, baseball <laughs> games uh, over the weekend. 
I was in El Paso. They were the first game up in Stearns County, 7 o'clock. El Rosa. El Rosa. El Rosa. Yep. What am I saying? I keep calling it El Paso. El Rosa, which is far western part of Stearns County. Yep. And uh, and good guys. I I was out there when I wrote the piece in 2017 for the All-Star game out in El, pa- El Rosa. And it's a, you know, little tiny town, 150 people or something. There's, I think they got the two bars. You know, the two bars in a Catholic church is what you need for a, team, a franchise in that league. Well, you nailed yeah. it when you did that piece. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a little biased because I think the DRS is a great league because I'm a part of it. But Stearns County is the heart of town ball. I mean, it's it's yeah, fantastic. They, they've up all there. been together now. This this group of ten has been together since the early fifties, I think, and the league has been forty six. But their league originally had Freeport and maybe Avon and Freeport and somebody else in it, and Meyer Grove and Green Greenwald, which are two miles apart, were Green Grove. Okay, but they uh, each came up with separate teams, and then they accepted. Uh, can't remember the two teams accepted in the at the in the late fifties was it, and uh, they the expansion fee was a case of beer for the board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> they each brought a case of beer to the uh, they each brought a case of beer to the meeting that they got accepted in. So that was, uh, but yeah, it uh, and El Paso got a nice ballpark and St. Martin's better when you get inside. It's okay and uh, but. Here's how you got to know about the Stearns County League. They started at 8.30, and we were discussing it Friday. Why would they start at 8.30? Yeah. Because the ballpark aims west, and oh. the sun the sun goes down at this time of year. Oh, yeah. And you can't see the ball till 8.30. Oh, that's that's right, because I remember that's, you telling me that, because it then reminded me of Elko. Yeah. Elko's field. But they try to play, and just nobody can see. Well, I remember I was a kid. I, I was yeah. 23, 24, yeah. and I'm thinking, I'm dazzling them. <laughs> well, they couldn't see the bleeping ball. By yeah. about the sixth inning, I was getting Boom, hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a little dangerous. Farming apparently has the same problem. They uh, oh, they do. Okay. Now, farming only got lights about two, three years. Okay. The league only has three. I think El Paso, St. Martin, and Farming are the only three with light. Oh wow! Okay. Lights, which in a lot of ways is good, because Sunday, because amateur baseball should not be played at six thirty p.m. on Sunday. It should be played at two, two o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon. But uh, we around here now. We have a lot of 6 o'clock games, right? Because the, guys uh, want to go to the lake and come back on noon Sunday, right? When I was with Chanhassen, that was my biggest complaint, was the River Valley League always made the Sunday games at 6 p.m. So, you know, whether I remember there was a – I think we went out to Fairfax on a Saturday night. Well, hell, we didn't get home until damn near – and we didn't. We only stayed for one beer, yeah. and we still didn't almost get home <laughs> until midnight. Well, and the uh, – you know, but, but somebody told me it's because, hey, these guys – Got there's a family cabin up in right. Onamia or something, and they want to yeah. they want to go up the cabin and then leave at one in the afternoon and get back in time for the game. And they, they I think their theory too was that they thought that they would get more people in the stands if it was a six o'clock game as opposed to two because people wanted to do stuff during the day and that was a way to wind down the weekend. Which this okay. is redundant, and I've said it before, but I, you and I were talking yesterday. Why? In God's name, does Walls and his advisors want to make this many enemies? 
I don't why know. we have this this is I didn't get any reports from Big Island yesterday, but I assume <laughs> it was the same as previously. Oh. And we got this Malcolm gal who apparently was quoted a was asked about this six weeks ago and said that ain't gonna happen playing baseball or something. Anyway, maybe she hates baseball. I don't know. But why would he want to make this many enemies? When it makes no sense. I wonder. When what else yeah. is good. Now that he's, okay, it maybe made sense until the last, till last Wednesday, when basically everything opened up, damn near everything opened up, yet we don't want to, we, we can have people out there in bikinis and Speedos grabbing each other. Yep. In body parts of, you know, nothing profane, but a nice slap on the back or something. And, but we're a fear that two people are going to touch the same baseball. I don't. Why, why, how is he this, okay, naive? I mean, why does he want everybody in outstate Minnesota to hate him. Why is he doing this? I think at this point, too, he realizes that he's already lost outstate Minnesota completely. Yes. So at this point, he think, he's probably thinking, what do I have to lose? But what does he have to gain? And that's that's what I don't I mean, understand. what does he have to gain? Because you're telling me no sense. 650 people can be inside the Eden Prairie Costco on a Sunday yes. afternoon, but 20 of us can't play a baseball yeah, game. Yeah, and, you know, I have a couple hundred people and 150. Most of these ballparks, nobody sits together anyway. No. And they, you can stand and do whatever. And, I mean, my... My uh, nine-year-old uh, grandson, they were supposed to have their first scrimmage yesterday. Nine-year-old ball. Would, uh, they canceled her. They, they couldn't scrimmage. They still had to make it a practice. They couldn't have two teams playing at the same time. Well, and that's the other uh, Nine-year-old kids yeah. uh, who playing with the same baseball, they can barely get it over across the field to each other. <laughs> right. I just don't know what he's hoping to accomplish. I don't either. I think it's... I, you know, he comes across as a halfway decent fella, but I think he's, uh, I don't think he likes to be told he's wrong, like most politicians. Sure. Yeah. And so the louder it gets, why are the you more doing he's gonna, this? The more the resistance more he's going to put up, yeah. But he's got to be seeing the reality of it now. His, uh, you know, at one point, 82% of the polls said that, uh, uh, they agreed with what he was doing. They approved of what he was doing. That was probably six weeks ago. I was going to say, yeah, late March. And and but even when I first wrote this a couple of weeks ago, everybody said he's got a seventy four percent approval rating. What do you, you know, when he I ripped him first. I ripped him in middle of May, and uh, well, somebody told me DFL polling. He's now in the low fifties. Really? Yeah. Now, not not DFL or just DFL taking their internal polling to see a a, a view of the state. Well, so he's lost one out of every four. He 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 was missing one out of every four supporters. Now he's lost one out of every four. Yeah. And think about all of the different bases, pun intended, I guess. All the different bases that he's alienated because of this. The the service industry, the restaurant, you know, industry, small business owners, yeah. And now you're now you're completely losing anyone that has a remote interest in athletics. And, yeah, and in you know soccer, they still can't play soccer. 
They're not supposed to touch the ball with their hands. Right. You know, and then we got to worry about getting it in the foot. I don't get it. But here's the problem, Pat, and here's what's going to happen. So uh, you saw the story at a Houston. Was it the University of Houston? They closed down uh, voluntary workouts because a couple players tested positive. Yes. But if if you can't take that chance, then. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if that happens, so let's say the Gophers start yes. uh, practice. What, if two what guys is, get sick, they're going to the, shut everything down what again. What is the number? What is the number? That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there a number? You know, if baseballs and hockey and football, the NFL, after the first week, is going to have 11 guys in the league test positive. Yeah. Now, they'll probably lie, and it's like they're, they'll probably be like their steroid tests. Everybody passed. We're right. fine. Flying colors. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> let me through here, will you? I got to get through the here door. Comes, I, yeah. I just gained 20 pounds this week of muscle. Let here, me through the here door. Here comes Sean Merriman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ripping the door off the handle. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to have you got to have an expectation of positive tests, right? Yes. And you have to have you a gotta plan. Have, it, you got to say, okay. Now, that's the other risk, of course, with all sports is you set a schedule and then one team can't play anymore because twelve guys are so you get get it you know then what do you do you well, know you just and that's, forfeits and that's what I don't understand with the uh, with the politics aspect of it they seem to think that there's some magical Lysol spray that if we just it's this virus isn't gonna go away mm-hmm. it's gonna be here forever well hopefully not forever but uh, well it's gonna be in one around. form or another it's gonna it's be gonna here be messy, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, that's it. And that's that's the other thing. Good old Fauci comes out. And, you know, I like Fauci just because he irritates Trump so much. <laughs> but but he came. Did you see the interview with the London paper? No, I yeah, missed it. Yeah, hell. It'll be better in a year. I don't think it'll be much better in a year. <laughs> you know, nothing's going to be normal. It's going to come roaring back in uh, the fall. Why is it coming roaring back in the fall? Well, that's flu it's season. Because Spanish flu did all right yeah yeah but the flu season ended three months ago two months ago and we're still getting it so how can we relate this to the flu season well i'm no medical expert by any means but i'm I'm guessing it's because most of us are indoors it gets a little colder outside you know there's a lot of things that go into play pat that's why we uh okay yeah right (laughs) i don't know we don't all right the bottom line is we don't know anything about this but uh, we're uh, we're still uh, we're still the one thing we've had through these this whole thing is the rules of inconsistency. Oh yes, Heavens, that's yes. what I describe them as the rules of inconsistency. And so they're uh, just throwing darts. So when you you made what four games in three days? Yes, I did four games in three days. Things were handled a little differently. In Stearns County, and then when you came, yes. and we went to Carver, Carver, and then we went they, out to uh, Gibbon. Carver and Carver, they made us sign in. Yep, and they made us answer ten <laughs> questions, which nobody read. We just said no. No, right? I'm good to go. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, you know, I'd be coughed in the last three weeks or something. Yeah, I got a peanut in my throat. But uh, <laughs> we had to do that. I was. I, I wasn't surprised we had to do that at Carver, which, by the way, then shut down after the game. Yep, they sure did. And uh, and uh, but I was surprised that we were geared up at Gibbon. 
that we had to do it yesterday. I think part of it was if you're going to host fans, I think that was an NBA yes, uh, byline. Well, I got news for you. St. Martin and El Paso hosted fans. Yes. And we did not have to sign anything, <laughs> nor did we get the free zap of hand sanitizer. I think my favorite part of it is the free zap of hand sanitizer. The guy at the guy at Carver gives me a shot. I said, "So this is good for nine innings, huh?" Okay, you know. <laughs> so if I if I just stand here like this for nine innings, nothing can happen right, to me. Right. Yeah, the the free shot of Santa. Oh, hand, that was the best. Sand, that was a nice sanitizer. touch. And uh, we, we we won't repeat what happened at Gibbon as we were leaving, but when somebody proudly announced the attendance, and I said. Might want to lower, that, lower down that, that down a little bit. Bring that bar down a little bit. <laughs> no cases there. No cases in that little town. Well, so just far. just wait though. If someone gets sick, you know, tomorrow, oh, yeah. a playing ball. It's because of the ball. Oh. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I, that was the first time I had been out to Gibbons Park. Nice little it's, ballpark. That's you know what? That's absolutely what town ball was made for. You know, yeah, nice little I, ballpark. I would prefer the wooden fence, but you don't. That's true. You know, you got yeah. the wire fence there, but it was. Yeah, nice, uh, nice enthused crowd, and uh, you know everybody having a good old time. And I didn't feel like anybody was sitting on anybody's lap that wasn't a family member. Did no, you? I, I mean, they were spread out. Everybody was was pretty good and spaced you out. You and I were on the same row. We were spread out as both of us can get these days <laughs> with the post pandemic fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell the story because I know I know he's probably going to listen. So you, Royce and I pull up to the ballpark. And you know, it was about an hour drive from my house after you picked me up. So I said, I got to go take a quick leak. So I went in to go use the restroom, <laughs> and we had played. So I run or help run Faribault's team. Yeah. And we had played Gibbon in the state amateur tournament in 2017 out in Green Isle. And it was, we handled them fairly easily. It was, a, but they were just one of those teams that was happy to be yeah, there. Yeah, they hadn't been there. I think since they restarted. And I told one of the guys when you were on your adventure, I told one of the guys, I said, you know, we've played a few state tournament games the last five years. That was the best opposing crowd uh-huh. of any of the games. Pat, they must have brought, brought 400 people to, really? that, to that game they in Green been there for so long. Yeah, I remember them talking about I remember uh, Joe Krieger telling us how many people oh, came. And, yeah. and, I, and so... Uh, one of the last runs we scored, the preacher hit yeah. a home run that cleared Matt the Lane. school. Matt Lane cleared the school in right field, yep. uh, past the uh, the right field wall at, at Green Isle, and the kid, he says, "Are you Reavers?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah. How are you?" He goes, "I'm the guy that gave up the home run to the preacher." <laughs> oh, it was just great. Yeah, that was just great. Yeah, it's good. He uh, <laughs> he goes, you know, they still make fun of me for that one. <laughs> There's nothing that uh, you were telling me that the clan, uh, that the uh, given guys were all optimistic until they saw the preacher warming up. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was talking to one of the. Uh, I don't know if he if he's on the Gibbon board or helps from, but I was talking to him for a few innings. He was a great guy, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we were we were so excited to be there." And then I looked over and saw Lane warm up, and I went, "Oh bleep, we're in trouble." <laughs> it was great. <laughs> the uh, now you you. Re- reported to me that the uh, pitch and preacher just had a fourth child. Uh she's expected I oh, think expected. in July or oh, August. Okay, okay. Yeah, fourth child but is on the way. You still have the wife in your corner. That's what counts. Oh yeah. If you got to get the wife, 
once you get the three, four kids, you got to get the wife in the corner. Otherwise, you got no shot. And she's, oh my God, Joanna is, she's, you know what, Pat, when they say if a first class ticket, she's got one straight to heaven. Okay. Uh, good for her. And she, that kid can throw, man. That guy can throw, Matt Lane. Uh, so what? Let's say they announce a 60-game schedule max, which might be the max. For MLB. Yep. Yes. And now all of a sudden, people point out that last year, the Washington Nationals were 19-31. and 31. Oh, yeah, good point. 19-31. and 31. So what if it turn? What is your? What if the Twins go thirty and thirty, and don't make the playoffs? Right. What is going to be your with this team? What is going to be your anger level about what baseball has done, and what is going to be your interest level in watching this once they get started? You know what, Pat? I'm so ready. I, I, as much as I am, am so angry with what they're doing right now, I'll, I'm obviously I'm still going to watch. I, I, I would watch people play catch at this point. I don't care. But I think what's going to happen is people will initially resist. You know, the, And I'm not talking about the fringe baseball but more diehard sports fan. I'm talking about the people like me that watch almost every single Twins game on television. I'm still going to tune in. I, you know, I just, I don't know. I... Because I think it was Mackey that pointed this out on Twitter a couple days ago, talking about the 50-game proposal. It said, keep this in mind. In 2011, the Twins had a 50-game stretch in which they were the best team in baseball, and they ended up losing 99 games that yes. year. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a complete fiasco. There's no doubt about it. I just think that they really need to do whatever they possibly can to get back to playing a game. Because if they throw away this season, well, they today, are going to lose so I, many I, people. I mean, Clark... Clark's people called their bluff. They said, "Tell us when and where to be there. We're not. We're done negotiating. Tell us how many we're playing and when, where, where you want us to report." Yeah, you know, and that's you know, and that's not what Manford wanted because you can see how angry baseball was. Because Manford didn't think they'd do that. They think they thought they would just keep take fighting. whatever. Yeah. Well, he thought they'd keep fighting for more games, and he said, "Tell us where to go, and we'll be there." Uh, somebody told me that there's still like. The twins and people with the twins are still hoping to play more than fifty-two. You know, that's sixty. But uh, I guess Manford, nobody will, uh, nobody will outvote Manford. The owners don't have to do this. You know, they don't have to do what Manford tells them. They right. can, they can say, come out and say, okay, we're playing. We're starting July fourth, America's birthday. Yeah, and we're uh, playing sixty games. You know, or sixty-five or seventy or whatever. And you is. would think that a couple owners, whether it's you know Polat, whoever, would like you were saying earlier, how, ten ten of you get together and just say we we can't we can't do this to the game. That's the most but, frustrating part for me. By anyway. the way, the uh, Polads came up with twenty five million yes, for social did. justice. The Zigmeister came up with five. Hey, we're gonna throw in five. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna throw in five. We we're only making. We're only making two hundred million a year when things are functioning properly. And I have it on good authority that despite the pandemic, Patrick, those PSL and season ticket payments still were demanded. Still were demanded. Oh yeah. yes, even though right. they know damn well there's probably not going to be any fans in the stands in September. They still we still need cash. our money. We still want the cash. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's not uh, not surprising at all. You know what I wanted to check on today and I haven't is how's Vegas doing? Are they? 
are the casinos? I know they're open. They're open. Are they? I wonder if they're packing them in or people staying away. I, I remember seeing. I remember seeing a Twitter video of uh, of someone that just said, "Don't worry, Vegas is back." And there's a oh, guy really? throwing up in the fountain. Oh and, really? You know, okay. What, okay. It looked like it was a normal That's Saturday it. night in Vegas. Somebody show this to our governor who doesn't <laughs> want a ball game played in, you know, Saint Nicholas. Come on. Get your head out of that dark, strange area, okay? <laughs> Jeez. It's just stupid beyond it is. belief. Let me, uh, meanwhile, here's a man who can solve a lot of your problems. There we go. If you have questions about your retirement savings, and yes, we do, you want to work with a person that knows what the heck he is doing, do what I did and work with a person that I know you can trust. This is Ricey, of course. You need to see my guy, Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, now. Especially with what is going on in the markets today. They were roaring, and then they were collapsing, and then they were roaring again. We don't know what's going on. You need Josh's straight talk, not that lousy, sugar-coated advice you get from some people. Sit down with Josh for a no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments including your IRA and 401k. You can learn how you can benefit from Josh Arnold's focused approach. Call Josh now at 952-925-5608-952-925-5608. And if you're still going strong at 48 minutes, I bet Josh will let you stick around a few more. <laughs> Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.